Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. And I'm Kylie. And on today's episode, we talk about the goldfish. Why are you already blowing out the mic? Oh, that's what I do. Listen, we're just, we're so excited to be here today to discuss the cinematic adaptation of the 2013 Pulitzer Prize winning novel for fiction, The Goldfinch. This thing won a Pulitzer Prize? The book was successful. No worries. Yeah. Josh, should I like just, the book. Should we just review the book? No. Okay. Because then I'm just going to be defending it the whole time, and there's no reason for me to defend it, because you haven't read it, and you can't form an ed- an informed opinion about the book. I'll just trust you. I'll be like, yes, agreed. Oh, I don't like listening to myself talk. Oh, well, I mean, I, I like listening to you talk, because that's how we have conversations. Charlie is feeling your sadness, and he's trying to make it better. Oh, oh well, that, that's not happening anymore. Now he's going to rub his head on the table. Yeah, it's not about my sadness. It's about the itch on his head. Uh, well, uh, Charlie, don't, don't. The microphone's been through a lot recently, okay? Uh, all right, Kylie. Um, well, we're here today to talk about the uh, newest release, in, one of the newest releases in the theaters. Um, why, why the goldfinch, Kylie? Why I'm are we, stupid. You're not stupid. I'm stupid and you're I not. Stupid you don't stuff. pick stupid things. I pick stupid things. It's okay. No, it's it's not. okay. No. Kylie, would you like some good news? I can only pick good films. Well, okay, we can try. Sometimes that happens and sometimes we pick bad films. Listen, we did an episode on Passengers. <laughs> Yeah, but we all thought that was going to be a big hit. No one thought this was going to be a big hit. Well, I bet, I bet some people did. They they probably work at Warner Brothers. Yes, this is the end, everyone. Well, so it's been Kylie... really good to see all of you. <laughs> Kylie is currently playing with a <laughs> Safeco Field snow globe that I got when I was at opening day of Safeco Field when I played the Padres. What are you going to do um... when it's like all evaporated? It's just... <laughs> crap in it. What do you mean? The water's evaporating. Yeah, that's a true story. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that's been going for a while. Single Field opened in like 2000. Yeah, so like 18. In another 20 years, yeah, I'll have a problem. Oh, fire amazing. You don't build it. Oh, no. Kylie, um, do you have an inquiry of the half-squared Fortnite? Yeah, what's the biggest regret of your life? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so the other day I was driving down a street and I went to get tea. And um, you see what happened was the 16-year-old wasn't looking and then hit the back of my new car. And so now we have to get another new car. Luckily it wasn't my fault and the insurance was covering it. So the biggest mistake of my life, getting tea. That one time. I have not corrected this mistake. I still get tea. What's that? My biggest mistake was when I was in chemistry class. Oh no, we might get real. (laughs) (laughs) I was sitting next to this weird girl who didn't talk to me. And then I said, hey, didn't you do that play or something? And 
Plus years later, we'd be here to the goldfinch. I guess my biggest regret is that I stole this painting. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was because I was friends with some kid who smoked and I stood next to him. Oh, yeah, that guy somehow is the worst out of all of them. <laughs> is, 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 the, uh, is the genuine inquiry of the half-squared Fortnite, what's the biggest mistake of your life? Yeah. I have, I have a thought. So, The Goldfinch is a massive book. Massive. Um, how, do you know how long it is? No. No, okay. So, my thought is, what is... Rather than trying to cram one movie, one book, one massive book... You're just going to talk about Harry Potter! I'm not going to talk about Harry Potter. Promise? Well, yeah, because this question is for you first. Oh, okay. What is the best way to adapt a long book? Besides the answer of, don't. <laughs> Great, so I can't say Harry Potter and you can't say don't. You make a long movie. You make a long movie. Yeah, okay. Sure. All right. How how are you gonna how are you gonna make that work out there? I just keep filming. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Goldfinch is seven hundred and eighty four pages. Oh gosh. Did you like not believe me when I said? No, <laughs> I knew it was a super thick book. When I was working in Seattle, um, one of my coworkers was reading it. And so, like, she would carry it around, and so I knew how thick the book was. That is... That is a very thick book. Stop looking at Harry Potter. I'm trying to figure out which one it is. <laughs> it might it might be longer than all of them. Have you seen... Have you seen this? This is my recently. I just, I just want you to notice... I don't know if you've noticed where a dog's... <laughs> journey is. Yeah, I told you it was too high. Okay. And I said, you don't have taste. <laughs> and it's, your, your, your list is bizarre. Like, it, okay, let's talk about there's it. There's no rhyme or reason to this, this monster. <laughs> what, what's, what's the bizarre part it's about it? It's all of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number one, makes sense. Number four, makes sense. Number six. Sure, number seven. Oh, the rest is weird. Just <laughs> been a weird year. Yeah, it has been. It's been a, weirdly enough, I think it's going to end up being a good one, but like, it's been a weird one. Yeah, I know. What do you mean? I've still got Happy Death Day to you in my top 20. I know. It's in my top 15 still. I know, Josh. It's a weird time for all of us. I get that. <laughs> also, my top 20 rounds out with Brightburn and Dora. What are we doing? What are we even doing here? Oh no, I no longer want to go to the movie. Do you want do you want other good news? Here, here's some more good news for you, Kylie. We're gonna go all the way to the bottom. Look, the goldfish is in last! Oh great. I didn't pick the worst film of the year, except for I pretty much did. <laughs> I think you 
adapt a long book in this day and age by either not not <laughs> or Harry it Potter um, it into two I would I think the actual best way at this point because I think like a book like it which I think is a risk because like sure you got chapter one good fine enough movie chapter two has not been as big of a success so you kind of like struck out there I think the answer is miniseries like I think you take it to 11 20 3 69 63 sure yeah that's that's a thing that people watch 65 um I think you take it to either a cable network or you take it to a streaming service of some kind or turn it to a long a limited series. series a limited series a big little lies Yes. Season one. A, uh, 13 Reasons Why, season one. A, I don't know, they're coming out with Watchmen, season one. Yeah, but that's like, I don't know what that is. Because it's, a, it, it recognizes the Snyder Cut. What? What? It, Wait, what? It does what? It's after the events of the Snyder film. <sighs> It's not, it's not, it's not Watchmen, Josh. It's not the actual Watchmen. It's pulling a doctor's sleep. Uh, well, I, no, that's based off of a thick book. Well, <laughs> correct, but it's not based off of necessarily, I mean, it probably is based off the book itself, but what I was saying is the shining imagery that it pulls oh. from is not Stephen King's shining imagery, it's Stanley Kubrick's shining imagery. You're right, Josh. The best part of this film was how excited I got when I, the new Doctor Sleep trailer was there, and I went, Josh, and then I punched you out, and I said, Josh, do you see what's happening? And I said, beware the black hat, Josh, and you went, what? Yeah, and then I said, see the black hat? It's I was her. like, the Michael Mann film? No, that, no. That's about hackers. Well, you know. Uh, what are you talking about? The best part of this movie was when the movie confirmed that Finn Wolfhard is a vampire! Is tall? <laughs> is tall, yes. Alright, friends. I think I earned several comedy points in the middle of this film and you didn't <laughs> give them to me. I didn't start trying so hard to throw out my best material. <laughs> well, I told you, I wasn't going to give you any more comedy points. I stopped doing the, that joke. <laughs> I made so many other jokes. You made that joke twice, okay? Okay. Okay. And I made a bunch of others that weren't as bad. You did. You earned some honorable mention points. Oh, you can go away. <laughs> I mean, you're in my studio, okay? Okay. Well, no, wait, no, That's no. my keys. This, this can't be a repeat of... Of the films that blow your mind. Alright, well, here you go, Josh. <laughs> oh, oh no. That's my house key. Yep. I mean, that's my studio key. Alright. No, here, well, you need been this. Good. No, wait, Kylie, no. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie, guess you're gonna have to starve. What movie is it that you never got to talk about at the end of. Uh... I know what you worry there, Josh. It doesn't matter. Have you talked about it since? Nope. We're never gonna know your opinion. Yeah, well, what? what movie is Whoa. it? What movie is gonna blow our minds? Oh, well, everyone, if you wanna tell us how you do stupid book to a movie, you can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. And once you're on the Apple Podcast and iTunes, give us a five star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. 
You're crossing your arms doesn't make a noise, Kylie. Well, if you do what Kylie does and just cross your arms and don't hit the subscribe button, then we'll never get more listeners. You won't help us. So there, be that way. On with the show. Kylie, it's been a bit since we've done a new movie. It feels like it's been a bit since we've done a movie. It's movie. been one week since you... <laughs> it's been longer than a week. It's been like two weeks or so. Feels like it's been a bit. Kylie, what were your expectations for the Goldfinch? Higher than what <laughs> I saw the trailer. I thought, wow, that trailer might actually get it. You were, I would say, as... I was giddy. As excited <laughs> as you get for a movie. Well, I mean, there was no Dr. Sleep there. I know, I know. Like, but that's not a movie. Mike Clark. That's an experience. <laughs> I ended that trailer saying, it doesn't look as fun as the book because it's just a road trip book. <laughs> and I ended up being like, oh, it comes out the same day as Jojo Rabbit. So we have our priorities. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're not going to talk about it. What? We're not going to talk about what? We're going to have to talk about Jojo Rabbit. Dr. Sleep is right here. It's, it's on here. Yeah. yeah. We have a whole... We have a whole list <laughs> dedicated to it. Can I borrow this? <laughs> uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> huh. It's You're like... Right. It's like you not only picked more <laughs> movies, you picked a lot more movies. Huh. Also, I'm a little concerned with our upcoming slate of films, considering several times over the last month, you've been like, I don't like horror movies anymore. Which ones are you worried about? What What does Mr. Flanagan do for a living? Those are experiences, Josh. You only watch horror experiences? I, just, I feel like... As far as horror movies go. Don't worry. I recently watched the movie that ruined horror movies for everything, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll talk more about that soon enough. Yeah, so I have to watch it alone now. I will sit through no, it again. No, you won't. I won't ask that of you, because I already made you go see this stupid film. That's okay. It's not okay. Wait, hey, Anne, will you watch the Blair Witch Project with Kylie? No. She has taste. Look, see, look at that. See, she said yes. She, she's looking at me sad, like, I guess if I'm her stupid friend, I will. Well, I wouldn't say she's your stupid friend. You have me for that. No, not stupid as in, like, intelligence-wise, but stupid like, man, I made this blood oath, and now I have to fulfill it, otherwise I'll be dragged to hell by the hellhounds. Yeah, so, I mean, great, yeah. Maybe Charlie will watch it with you. Oh, great. <laughs> hey, listeners, if you want to watch the Blair Witch Project with Kylie, you can uh, hit subscribe on our podcast. Tweet at me. <laughs> the first five listeners to hit subscribe on our podcast get to watch the Blair Witch Project with Kylie. I'll text you during it. We'll just have a group chat. Yeah. We'll look it on Slack. We'll just talk on Slack. I'll do a, I'll do a live commentary. You know what my live commentary was for the Blair Witch Project? Uh, I guess everyone's annoying.
And then I was like, oh, stay awake. Because then you'll have to watch it again. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Josh. My expectations for the Goldfinch. Um... (laughs) And then well, I kept saying Finn uh, Wolfhard's gonna play Boris. Is he gonna do an accent? And then every time it just seems like you forgot I said that sentence. Yeah, because Finn Wolfhard wasn't in that trailer all that much. <laughs> for a reason. But. You know how. He wasn't a good chunk of that film. Okay, remember how when the, the world was captivated by the Lion King trailer? And uh, we were all like, why are they not talking in the trailer? There must be a reason why they're not showing their mouths moving. Similar reason as to why Finn Wolfhard only had two shots in that trailer and he wasn't talking to neither of them. No, but he opens up the umbrella. Yeah. That's why I knew it was coming. (laughs) I was like, it's the umbrella shot and it's the swing shot. Um, I don't know. I knew this was a book was a big deal. And I knew that it was kind of, like, loved-hated. That's about it. I, I, the trailer did not seem intriguing you to me. didn't re- watch the right trailer. I only saw the ones they put in front of me. I know. <laughs> you didn't go to the right film. I'm so sorry. Which ones did I need to go to? I don't remember. <laughs> There's a uh, there's very few of them that I haven't seen. I mean, there's a lot, but you know, I, I have to work. It has to be. It had to have been some like Lottie Dodd film. What's a Lottie Dodd film that you saw that I didn't? That I saw alone. Or with Sly. Mm, she doesn't go to movies with me anymore. We have to go to Goodwill to hang out. <laughs> oh, my AMC's not logged in. Ugh. Okay, hang on, I'll get that. I'll get. I, I'll feed you, baby bird. No worries. I got this. Who knows if my list is up to date? I stopped caring about <laughs> films. What? Why? What? What's happening, Kylie? What's happening? I just, I just, just don't have any motivation. You gave this one whole star. <laughs> yeah, one whole star. Do you know who that one whole star is for? Well, it sure isn't for Mr. Director of Photography. <laughs> Oh, it's not. It's not for him. No, so sad. Do you realize when I knew this film was going to be bad? (laughs) You, like, shot one. You were like, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah, there was, like, a fade in, and I was like, ugh. I still like that you haven't, like, given a star rating to Before Sunrise. I don't know how to. (laughs) Did I see it before, like, Hobbs and Shaw? Is that... (laughs) Yes, it was the Goldfinch trailer before Hobbs and Shaw. That is, yeah. I mean... Uh, Art of Self-Defense? I could have been blinded by the light. I saw that alone. I mean, I I also saw Blinded by the Light. Yeah, but we didn't see it at the same place. Oh. There you go. Mm Mm-hmm. I also... This probably isn't up to date. Was it in front of uh, Hotel Mumbai? Nope, nope. This was a recenter film. Okay. It might have been The Farewell also. Oh, true. Because we didn't see that in the same place. True story. Okay, well... Yeah, so it was a movie that was going to exist. That's literally what I thought in this world. Um, And I had heard from uh, some podcasters that uh, it possibly had, had being the past tense correct word there, Oscar buzz. Does not have Oscar buzz anymore. 
Where, where do you want to start with it? Which Where do you want to go with, Kylie? Let's talk about why it's bad. Okay. Oh, boring. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take time to really establish any characters. Correct. It really just goes through all of these. So, like, this film is about, like, a kid who's had a pretty tragic life. And you don't ever really get to sit with that tragedy or have moments of any happiness. And so when another tragedy happens, you're not, like, more sad for them because there was never an up and down. It was just a spiraling down. But, like, this kid never seemed to emote that it was terrible. Yeah. True story. Um, Which is strange. So the lead actor who is... Sorry, I don't know if he's the lead actor of the film. I would I would say that the young... Theo is the lead actor of this film. I think we spend the most time with him, but maybe that's because we do spend a lot of time with Ansel Elgort at the back of the film, but Oaksvegli, um can give a good performance. I liked him. Stupid name. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, sometimes we don't get to pick him. Sometimes we do. Who knows? Um, I liked him in the Pete's Dragon remake. I thought that he was a kid that understood some basic concepts of acting, and here... I, okay, I don't know how much I want to put on the specific actors playing um, the two versions of Theo. Because Theo himself, if I'm gathering things correctly from this movie, which I could not be, seems like a pretty quiet and interior kind of character. He seems like somebody who's more of an observer of his world... Then he is, like, an active participant. And with that being said, there are better ways to write that character and allow us to see through that character rather than just putting the camera on their face and expecting their face to do the emotional lifting without any setup. So, there's that. What what else doesn't work there, Kylie? The words. The words? Hansel Elgort does so much talking mm -hmm. and there's so much like metaphor thrown in all at once and like yeah, sometimes like the characters in a like real life might say something prolific, but you know, unless you're doing a podcast, you don't just talk to someone for hours and hours on end. You know, you don't monologue as much in real life, and so when he's up, everyone's monologuing and being like, here's the theme of the movie. It was really annoying. I agree. I think, so I think for me, if I had to pinpoint where the largest issue of this film is, um, John Crowley, who directed Brooklyn, um, it has proven once that he was a capable director. There definitely are some missteps here that are, are totally on him. Uh, Roger Deakins is the cinematographer, and the cast is full of people who, for the most part, should be able to handle this material. But the material given to them is this weirdly clunky script that seems to be more interested in trying to get point A to point B to point C to point D through this epic length book rather than trying to tell whatever the nutshelled story of this book is. 
there are some themes that are, I'm assuming in this script that come from the book in the sense of what art means to a society, the lasting effects on it, um, how it affects us, how we affect it. Um, but then there's also this other, so I don't know if I'm right here or not in the book, but I'm going to make a guess because of uh, some hints that I got in this movie. If I had to guess, I would say this book in, this book is kind of Dickensian in many ways. And I say that because Charles Dickens liked to explore what society is and was through looking at it through a class system and a class structure and oftentimes he would use youth whether that be a child or an adolescent or a young adult as his vehicle through his exploration of society and so within this movie we see upper class we see in like the, the like extreme wealthy upper class area we see a little bit more of like the rough and tumble kind of wild west of Vegas um, and then we kind of go back to New York and kind of find a, 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 a repurposing there um, and we also see the like dark side of the of the privilege of the wealth of the the New York there's also like some things in the sense of like we were laughing at the name Pippa but then when I started to think about like Dickensian names because there's Pip and Great Expectations and like there is a whole Great Expectations vibe on this as well and so like this makes me think that this novel is like in some way paying homage to Charles Dickens and I if, th if that's true the movie none of that nonsense remember when like Plank was introduced <laughs> yeah there's a character named Plank yes I do remember uh, Plank something like Plank it might not be or like parrot or something. It's Platt? I'm pretty sure it's Platt. <laughs> Your name of Blank is not far off. There are some long. There's Pippa, there's Platt, there's a Kikoman. <laughs> it's like the teriyaki sauce. I don't know what her name is. It's definitely with a K and it's weird. Cthulhu. Uh, Cthulhu. There's Nicole Kidman. There's like 12 whiffs in this film. And at that point I just said, I think they're just in this movie. I don't think we're with them. I think they're just in it. <laughs> Even Hobie? Like, Hobie is a, is a, is a name. Um, it, the film introduces things that don't seem relevant or necessary to oh, take yeah. time. Like, like introducing Platt <laughs> and then like he shows up again and then like he has another scene and then that's the end of Platt. Well, we, like literally the only reason we introduce him so uh, Theo, main character, is staying with a well-to-do wealthy family who's got an oldest son who's off at boarding school and he's introduced for a hot second so that he can be useful in reintroducing the character later. Which I'm sure is the exact book function of that character. And I'm... I, does Platt have more to do in the book? I mean, no. But okay, like, great. Like, you, you, you spend more than, like, a second with him. Yeah. Because, like, we have to describe him. We gotta describe the energy. But then in the movie, it's just, there he is. We do describe him and his energy. 
Um, and then he comes back and he just introduces um, adult Theo back to the family, the, the well-to-do family, which could have been a function and actually given some more depth to another character, the character who I call Kikoman, Teriyaki Sauce, because I don't know what her name is. Uh, it kind of sounds like it. It's like, it's like a mix between that and like the name Kelly, somehow. Anyway, um, she could have just showed back up on the street and then we could have actually had, I don't know, a meeting between these two characters that are supposed to have some sort of romance in the movie. Also, um, I'm, I, I, I'm not, I don't need to go into like huge spoilers about this movie, but the book's been out for a bit. Um, Kitsy. Kitsy. There you go. Um... We may spoil some elements here or there, so if you are averse to spoilers for the film, you can you can just shut this sucker off right now and know you have our opinion. Um, I think that it just tried to stick too much, and I don't I don't know the book, so it just tried to stick too much to adapting this book faithfully rather than adapting the story faithfully. Rather than making it into a different medium? You're right. Absolutely. That's not what this film should have done. Here's the thing, everyone. Here's the thing. Listen up. Listen up, everyone. Listen up. Is everyone listening? All right. Let me throw it down for you. There's this thing called mediums. Uh And in different mediums, things work differently. Okay? Uh Now just hear me out as to why that might be the case. I'm listening. All right. So... When you're reading a book, you got time. Because chances are you don't finish that book in one sitting. So you read a thing, and then you close it up, and then you got some time to think and process, and blah, 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 and you come back to it. And sure, you can do that with a movie. However, with a movie, the intention is that you sit down and watch it in one go. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have as much time to process it. And when you just keep on going through all these things, I no longer care about anything that has happened, and I don't learn the lessons because you just threw 12 lessons at me at once. Now, with a book, you sit and you process and you think about stuff over a course of however many days, it changes. You also have to describe things differently. You take time to think about an inner monologue, and you get to know the characters' motivations, oftentimes through their own thoughts and actions, rather than just looking at their stupid face. And then me having to whisper, I don't know, Josh, the goldfinch is the last thing that he saw before his life became awful. Yeah, it's not explained at all why that painting is important to him until the very end of the movie. Not that it needed to be. And by that point, it's already so spelled out. You're like, great, cool, wonderful, awesome. Because there's before and there's after. Yeah, but everything's after. And in the middle, there's the goldfinch. Everything's after. And I just, I wanted this film to be good and it wasn't and it keeps going back and forth between the timelines and it doesn't do it in a succinctly or interesting way that ever makes it feel like i understand why this character's reactions are because of i I don't think i I don't think i'm explaining what i'm saying okay go but like so in in good films like an event will happen as an adult and then you flash back to when they're a kid, and so you understand their reaction there. But the film doesn't Do doesn't that. overlap in a good way. It's just like, here he is as a child, we'll bring in Ansel Elgort for a minute, then there's this whole Boris section, and then he's an adult, and then we keep cutting back to the museum. We see that museum so many times. I know. And it's not a secret. We know what happens. Yeah. 
ah, the only reveal is his mom's face, which <laughs> yeah, then... face! Which then, it's like, then framed and showed when it does finally reveal, as if, like, you should know who this is. You should know what this person is. And if it wasn't for the coat... Good, good coats. This movie has good coats. Oh, yeah, this movie has great coats. Solid coats. Ah, uh, uh, the coat work. One star, one star coats. <laughs> coats, yes. Uh, and the Oscar nomination for uh, best coats goes to oh, the Goldfinch. Awesome. It's, it's it's not costumes as a whole, but coats. Maybe costumes as a whole is fine. There was a real sweet snowboarding T-shirt there for a while. Yeah. Um. Potter, Potter, are you Potter, Potter? Finn Wolfhard's r- Russian accent? Ukrainian. Ukrainian accent. Sounds like Boris from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Just, it's bad. It's, and I don't even, like, whatever. Accents are hard. I don't think people should do them all that often unless you can genuinely nail them. The accent is not the part of that character that doesn't work for me. So this Boris character shows up about halfway through the film. And... It, it, it does bring a spark of energy to the movie. And I will say that there is an introduction section to that character and when our main character, Theo and Boris, are becoming friends. There's a good 90 seconds where this movie really just soars. And then it doesn't because it breaks down to be the movie that it was again. Um... But you can tell that, at least structurally, that character is supposed to be a driving force to this movie. However, I never really buy into their friendship or their relationship um, more than just out of convenience. And so when they're, when the, the young version of these characters are being separated again, I just don't... It's not a, There's not an emotional weight to that, and I'm not feeling like I'm going to miss... Finn Wolfhard when he's not in this movie anymore. I'm just gonna be like, well, that crazy thing's not gonna happen anymore. He's so tall. <laughs> he is. He I feel is like you tall. don't care about how tall he is. Yeah, he's as tall as me, and he's, he's great. Good job, buddy. It's I don't. It's just he's like 16 or 17 years old. He's probably almost done growing. Yeah, I know, Josh. <laughs> I know, stop yelling at me. You're the one that's yelling about his height. I know, because, like, remember when he wasn't that tall? Kylie. It's hard to watch Kylie, people grow Kylie, up. Kylie, Kylie, turn, turn down, turn down, turn down volume, okay? It's hard. Okay, listen. Sometimes, not always, children grow up. They get older each year. And they get a little bit taller, a little bit, a little bit more snarky every now and again. You know, they, they sort of have their own uh, life choices and goals and opinions, and, and they just become small little adults. And then they learn, and they grow, and they become, like, adolescents, like adolescent adults, and it's fine. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, but, but my mortality. <laughs> if it'll make you feel better, you can just I... watch Stranger Things Season 1 always. And he'll always be the same age. You want me to feel better? No. Don't make me watch that show. You're the one that seems to be dealing with Finn's mortality really poorly. <laughs> no, my own. <laughs> it's my mortality. Soon 
we don't need people like me because we'll already all know their math and then I'll just be obsolete. There will always be more children who need to know math. No, there won't. This is not children of men. No, Josh. The humans will be born. No, but they're taking away all the curriculum. They no longer have to pass tests. That's not the children's fault. I know, it's my own. The directing of this movie was choppy at best. So I like Brooklyn, which is Joe Crowley's other film. And it's got a similarly interior character at the heart of it. It's just maybe, you know, Saoirse Ronan can act and Ansel Elgort is a collection of syllables. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, that was kind of mean, but also... It's awkward. It's not a good actor. I'm so sorry. I like him in Baby Driver, but that is that is literally Edgar Wright going. Ah, this is my plank of wood that I can put some sunglasses on, and he can look cool while I do. While I have everyone else doing everything else. He knew how to use Ansel Elgort. Here, you're asking him to do so much more than what I think he's capable of doing as an actor. And you know what, Ansel? I'm so sorry. I don't. Whoa! Think- <laughs> Josh. Yeah. Here, here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring your hopes up for the future. <sighs> Is Tobey Maguire face gonna be in something else? Yeah, he's oh, playing. No. Uh, he's playing a little character. Oh no, he's Tony. I know who he is. Let me. Sorry. No, sorry. it's too late. I'm sorry. Just, just wait. I'm sorry. No. I was about to have so much fun. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be bad. I was so excited when I read that. Yeah, my boy, my boy up here, my Stevie babes. He's like, I need to remake West Side Story. Terrible idea, Stephen. Not a terrible idea to remake West Side Story, I guess, in the scheme of some problematic issues. I just don't think that, like, we can make that film better. Nor are we going to make it better by putting Ansel Elgort in it. I mean, the guy from Divergent. He's, we got to bring him back. Ansel Elgort? Yeah. I didn't know he was in Divergent. Oh, yeah, he is in Divergent. It's him and Miles Teller and uh, Shailene Woodley. Yeah. I mean, Shailene Woodley's the lead, but... Yeah, yeah. they play brother and sister. And then they date in Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, we were doing that back in the day. Yep. Because we also did that with the... Uh. <laughs> just hit my movies. <laughs> like, with these ones. Well, it's... Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah, and the... Elizabeth. Um, Jonathan Taylor... Jonathan <laughs> Taylor Thomas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Quicksilver himself... Andrew Aaron Taylor <laughs> Johnson. Yeah. John Crowley, I guess, uh, maybe he's just got one film in him. Maybe not. Who knows? This film uh, He's seems... got, like, four. <laughs> he has so many other films, Josh. What, what are those other films? I mean, I don't know. Oh, God. Okay, so. Intermission. I don't know what that is. Colin Farrell's in it. Oh, and so uh, Killian Murphy and Kelly McDonald. Oh, shoot. Ah, yeah, yeah. All your favorites. Okay, yeah. let me go back. Okay. Okay, well, that's 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 TV, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. Boy A. Boy Boy A. Uh, yeah. With uh, your boy, Andrew Garfield. Him and Ansel Elgort. Uh, is anybody there with your boy, Michael Caine? Oh, okay. Michael Caine. Michael like Caine. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Closed Circuit. 
with your boy Eric Banana and your girl Rebecca Hall and your other guy Riz Ahmed. These are all movies? <laughs> yes. All right. That he's made between <laughs> now and Brooklyn? No, some of them were beforehand. Oh, okay. He's got Brooklyn with <laughs> Ronan and Domino Gleason. He's got True Detective. Oh, that's a TV show. Yeah. And he's got the goldfish. So, so yeah, since, since Brooklyn, he hasn't made a film. You got me there. I'm going to make an assumption here. He's got one coming up, TBA. I'm going to make an assumption here. Yeah. That could be wrong. I don't think this is the movie that he wanted to release. I think this movie was chopped up quite a bit and put together poorly. And I say that because it seems as if... If you had told me that this was some, like new director or some like genre director of like you mean me yes, yes. <laughs> um, you said that if i directed this this was a pretty good yeah it was for with like, no training that's yeah with for like you just haven't watched movies your whole <laughs> life and they said go direct this movie i think you did a great job that's like the drone shot i just really needed it it just, it feels like there's no, there's no actual direction in his direction. And it's, he's using these tools of, of filmmaking to no end. He's just showing, like, the tactics, like you said, when there's that one shot which blends with the other one for no reason. Or this long drone shot, which is like, yes, it's conveying isolation. Yeah, I get that. But it's just, it's so heavy-handed I just I can't help but think that this film was taken away from him at some point and re-edited to 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 what it is now um and I don't know that for a fact I've got nothing else there other than just the film that was put in front of me um I would be surprised if Roger Deakins and Joe Crowley put that together also, Nicole Kidman's performance was whack in this movie. Like, I just, I didn't get what she was doing or where she was going or where she was coming at the character. It seemed like she always had this, like, tension in her of, like, something else was bubbling on. And, like, I feel, like, I felt like Nicole Kidman was, like, secretly being like, this was my plan. I planted it there, so you, I planted him here and you here. You so thought that she was the like, one that did the like, bomb threat? Yes! Like, I was like, okay, this is what we're, going, we're building to. Because she was being so shifty and so shady. And I'm like, why? She did not interact with, like, Sad Boy. Yeah, because then Sad Boy turned into, like, adult man, and she had some bedroom eyes going on. Josh, I kept just saying that she went from, like, I don't know, like, sympathetic contempt for him to, like, something else. Yeah, replacement for dead son. Oh, that's fair. Who they, the, who they didn't like, as stated by Oakley. What's his name? <laughs> Open Shield? What's the kid's name? Fags Oakley? Yeah. Oaks Fagley. <laughs> Oaks Fagley. Man, why are you not... Oh, this is the wrong movie. <laughs> I and I'm like, I can't find his name! Where is he? I'm looking at the Jungle Book. 
Not Pete's dragon. All right, everyone. Let's <laughs> all so just wind down. All we've done is yell about this film. It's not good. All right, Josh, ready? Can I ask a question for you? Yeah. Uh, what's what's a better version of this movie? What should we have watched? Hotel Transylvania Three. Okay, but that's a version of this movie. <laughs> movie you'd rather watch uh oaks fagley uh, here my he answer okay. my answer is steeped in controversy because i don't have a better answer because it's the film it's the film for me that gets it the most right and that film is manchester by the sea because that film is about struggling to deal with loss and guilt and things like that and that's what this film wanted to kind of try to be about and then it talks about art and stuff and it's, it's pretty vague but if we were following the journey of someone who's dealing with the loss, that Manchester by the Sea, I think, is a better version of it. What is... If I had to ask you, like, what's the point of the book? Like, what do you... what Like, when you to read deal that... deal with the loss of it. Okay, so the whole thing of it is we're dealing with loss. Yeah, we're dealing with loss in any different ways. And, like, loss of innocence and, like, loss of, like, our childhood and, like, and dads can't be good. Dads can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stephen. Stephen, you're here for me. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, what's a movie that's got a vague mystery to it that is also secretly just about, like, family issues? Oh, rescuers. <laughs> yeah? Down yeah. under. Yeah, there you go. The Down under. <laughs> The Rescuers Down Under is the better version of this movie. It's a real mystery. We know who did it. I really want to say that Hereditary is the better version of this movie. <laughs> because I'm like, oh yeah, it's a family drama where there's like a mystery at the core of it. I don't know. With Conjuring. What are other books like The Goldfish? The Bible. The Bible. Alright, Josh, ready for this? Okay, great, yeah. Hugo. Hugo is the better version. Okay, great. Yeah, it's a long adapted book. I'm the boring person. Awesome Butterfield. Yeah. I'm gonna lose this one. Okay. Is it named Goldfinch characters? Because no. I might lose. Okay, here's my chance. Okay. <laughs> give different names, <laughs> give the names of different movies that start with the letter L. Lion King. Loser. Lion. Little Big League. Oh crap. Uh, 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 L.A. Confidential. Life or something. La La Land. Little Shop of Life of Pi. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best one we've been in a while. Alright, friends. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. We very much appreciate it. Uh, if you want to join this conversation and tell us, um... What what you liked about the goldfinch, if you liked anything, or or why the book's good, or why we should have seen something else. You can do so at Friend of the Friends Podcast. Else to see. I don't know what you're talking about. There, there was another film Logan's that, that Run. Logan's Run. Was, was it Logan's Run? No. Lucky. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh huh. There was Lucy another film, but sky. we didn't cover it. Oh, we'll talk about it at some point. I promise. Movie. Maybe if it's good that I enjoy. Um. But yeah, it's go 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 support Constance Wu. Uh. Anyway. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Friend of the Friend Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. It's a five-star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. Have a good one.
happy birds. Paint happy birds. Happy birds. Quack, 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 quack. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at... That was helpful at all, but friends, quack, thank you so much for listening. Quack, I've been Josh. Quack, 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 quack. quack. Next time we'll try harder, and by we I mean I'll try harder. <laughs>